At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. My generation, the millennials, were raised on what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But now that we're older, it turns out we see Vegas as much more than a place to party. It's a place to call home. With the slogan retired and our parents retiring too, millennials in Vegas have had the second largest jump in homeownership this year. We're taking over. But where does that leave the Gen Xers, like co-host David Figler? Is this city friendly to our Gen Zers, like producer Layla Muhammad? Let's find out. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, David, Layla, and I are going to try to figure out which generation can live its best life in Las Vegas. It's Tuesday, July 18th. I'm Vogue Robinson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. In the building, we have our producer, Layla Muhammad, and David Figler, our co-host. Uh, we want to start with just letting people know what generations we're from. Uh, I am a, a millennial, and I'm in the millennial zone. Born in the 80s, you know what it is. Miss Layla, you want to tell folks what generation you are representing? Yeah, so today I'm representing Gen Z, although technically my birth year, they call us Zillennials because we're right on that cusp of Ooh young millennial or older Gen Z. But today I'm going hard and repping for Gen Z. All right, all right. And then David Figler, coming in from the back. What generation are you representing? Pop, popping in with, with Gen Generation X. <laughs> so much energy, David. Yeah, like the Billy Idol band. There you go. <laughs> I bet you didn't know that. Bet you didn't know there was a Billy Idol band before he was just Billy Idol called Gen X. Nope. Wow. I did not. Thank you for um, useless facts. All right. Um, that went right so, over our heads. <laughs> is it better to be older or younger in Vegas right now? What do y'all think? I think everyone in Vegas right now is a little older than Gen Z. Hmm. I think the retirement community who have moved here and their families and the workforce is skewing a little older. And also at least in my experience with a lot of my friends, they've moved out of state for college. And sometimes oh. they come back. Sometimes they'll even say, like, I'll be back later on in my life to live in Vegas. But a lot of um, people who just graduate high school, I think, are going out of state. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But, yep, that's the age range. You're right. David, what say you? So this is kind of interesting because I... I grew up here, and when I grew up here in Las Vegas, it sucked to be younger in Vegas. And mm. now that I'm not younger in Vegas anymore, <laughs> I look around and, you know, with the, the nightlife the way that it is and all the things that are really geared towards 
people who are younger than me, I think it's better to be younger. So I feel like I continually missed that goalpost. I was just like <laughs> floating around it in this way where I never could fully embrace it. Look, I'm not saying I didn't have great times here in my 20s and 30s, but when I was young, young, this was not a place for young people. And now that I'm a little older, it seems like it's not necessarily for folks my age. Oh, David is a man out of time. Aww. Although I still try to embrace it, you know, but without looking too creepy. <laughs> Good. That, that's very important. Uh, I feel like it's definitely, it's like the golden time for millennials in Vegas, for sure. Right? I feel like mm-hmm. um, so many things have changed, but especially when it comes to like homeownership, which is, is something that I think a lot of us aspired towards anyways. It it has been like this like beacon, like this place where it's like, you can have so much more in this city. And a lot of my friends have families now and they're really trying to raise their kids up in like a nice neighborhood, but also have like an actual plot of land and a place for the puppy. And And I'm curious, like, what do your friends, like Layla, what do your friends look for when they talk about their living situation? Definitely not homeownership. Um, I think my friends and fellow Gen Zers are uh, kind of loosey-goosey. We're kind of like, we'll go where we can get the most freedom and have the most fun for the amount of money we're making, um, which I think at home is, yeah, at home um, <laughs> with your parents uh, or just in whatever city has the better employment opportunity for your industry. Vegas is still up and coming for a lot of industries besides hospitality. Mm. So I think that's why we get a lot of people moving away um, for jobs, but that could change as we grow. But I also think my friends are coming away from the millennial idea of Vegas where like, oh, we're in our 20s, we're in our early 20s, let's party. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like Vegas has that reputation of like, let's go out on the town and blow a whole bunch of money and party. I think it appeals less to Gen Z, the Vegas nightlife Mm -hmm. ideal. And they're moving away into cities that have bigger industries so they can work and have fun. Vegas, you can just have fun and it doesn't have as many opportunities for employment. Hmm. Ouch. Oh, my, the pain in my heart. Layla, you out here employed with a sensible job, man. I mean, I got lucky. I got lucky. (laughs) David, what about you? Do you think Gen X found what they needed to find in Vegas? Well, we had the old school game plan that we inherited from our parents, right? So the ones who, generally speaking, and obviously this is all just sort of from one Gen Xer's perspective in my friend group, but a a lot of people moved away. And so they just didn't want anything to do with Las Vegas. Those who did stay here uh, followed the same dream kind of inherited from their parents, which was let's get a house as quick as we can. And it was a time when I would say housing was considered across the board more affordable in Las Vegas when we were in our late 20s and early 30s when the pressure to, you know, get something, a condo. Way back, back yeah, in the day. Or, or a house, if you could, uh, started, you know, really building up. It probably hurt a lot of my generation uh, during that horrible recession that we suffered yeah. here in Las Vegas, worse than most places. And and we're a little battle scarred from all that, too, as far as, you know, um, living situations and real estate investments and all that stuff goes. But I think for the most part, most of my friends uh, who stayed here are living in houses that they've had since they were really your age, folk. 
That sounds lovely. I can't imagine being in our house for like 20 years, but that sounds lovely. Like it sounds like a dream to be that close to paying off a mortgage as opposed to it being a far off dream. Uh, And what I was reading in the Nevada Independent is that like Las Vegas has one of the largest growing populations of millennials who have bought homes, which I'm like, yes, look at my people. (laughs) We're moving up. Las Vegas had a 158% increase in millennial home ownership um, within the past five years. So I think a lot of us are kind of, I don't know, something happens once you cross like into your 30s where you're like, I should probably get my crap together. And I think I'm supposed to like be more situated and more stable. And also just the idea of rent control um, (laughs) sounds lovely. So depending on what kind of loan you get, you can have some sort of like rent control. And I think if you know for sure this is the home you want to be in, then you make that decision. And so I, I think, Layla, it makes sense for you to say, like, no, we're we're living wherever we live because if you haven't decided if you want to stay, well, then why would you anchor yourself with a mortgage? Yeah, or if we haven't decided if the world is going to last that long for us to make it to our 30s. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, and then also a lot of my friends had leverage to buy multiple homes and were renting them out and all that stuff. Because of the recession. Be- be- well, pre <laughs> it's what caused the recession. But yeah, uh, and so some of them got burnt and in a lot of ways are still reeling from that all these years later. Uh, mm. So we've been through a lot. I, you know, uh, I, I guess that's just uh, a consequence of, of sticking around is that you're going to take more hits, right? But hopefully you come out better for it. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. I'm curious, like, what do you y'all's friends in your generation complain about in Vegas? Well, I'm going to take this one because Gen X complains about everything. Well, you've been I mean, complaining longer than all of us. Yes, we are. We we have uh, built up complaint. You know, I think our biggest complaint, and this is just because we all suffer from nostalgia addiction, mm. is the things we miss. It's not like that Aww. anymore. We We used to be able to this or that and now nobody does that anymore nobody cares about that anymore uh and 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 to a certain extent as much as we embrace a lot of things that are around and appreciate all the nice stuff that vegas has that maybe it didn't have before i i think it all kind of boils down to it's like we're getting older Mm. um where do we fit in you know and and we have new challenges we we have uh aging parents uh we have friends who are passing on from natural causes or from mm. disease or whatever. 
And it keeps hitting us over and over again. And we kind of complain about, I guess, in a lot of ways, our uh, our lost youth when we didn't have those sort of uh, those sort of responsibilities or concerns or sadnesses. Mm-hmm. Dang. Now, just... sorry to go a little deep on that. <laughs> Damn, David. <laughs> I feel like our um, my generation, our parents are just barely entering like that space of asking for help or like letting us help them. And that was part of why I moved to Vegas was that I figured at some point my grandma would need to move. And I was like, well, if I'm in a place that has a warm climate, um, you know, it's not that far from Cali. So like it wouldn't be a difficult thing to get her to move out here. And and it, it wasn't when it was time for her to move. It was like, yeah, get in the car, we're gonna pack your stuff. And boom, she lived here immediately. And so I didn't have to worry about it getting so deathly cold that it would like hurt her arthritis and things like that. And it it, it just, I don't I, trying to find a place that has good temperature, like that comfort is is a requirement. So I think us being on the edge of that is thing, a thing that we think about. And I know a lot of my friends, they want like places to go for like people and their kids. So that combination of like parent and kid locations and hangout spots. And so I have a lot of friends who are like, want more mom groups and want more than just the park to go to. And so I think like, where's that middle ground for like more family friendly things that aren't solely focused on just the babies or just the moms. Uh, So finding that middle ground, I feel like that's a thing that most cities need, but I know, I know folks that's like a complaint people have for sure. Mm. Yeah. I think Gen Z as the generation who. I know everyone likes to say that no one was born in Vegas, but Gen Z probably has the most amount of people born in Vegas out of Gen X and millennial. And I think it's about like getting out of your the city you were born in, because in a lot of ways, Vegas still feels like a small town when you're a local you feel like you're missing a lot of opportunities of a big city or a lot of um, just it's hard to meet people here hmm. in my experience as a Gen Zer, And when I go to other cities, they seem to have just like more communities of young people who are out doing things hmm. that aren't clubbing. Like I said, I, I think there's less Gen Z and more millennials in Vegas, probably. And even, I mean, even if you go out to the clubs or to the bars, I feel like the crowd tends to skew more millennial than Gen Z hmm. um, because we've, we're all kind of getting out of the city for work or college or whatever reason. I guess the complaint is that there's not enough opportunity in Las Vegas. Right. So where does your generation hang out in Vegas, David? Uh, I feel like your generation does all the stuff. I've got, I've got stay... photo footage of David at the Adele concert. Who had, well, I mean, had... that's that's one like special night. We don't go to the Strip as much. And when there's a new restaurant or whatever, I, I think, you know, I do see a lot of, of my generation kind of checking it out. And I think that is, especially for longtime Las Vegans, sort of a, a product of things we've talked about on the podcast before, which are, you know, there was a time when we were very lucky to get a new place. Now, we're uh, embarrassed by the riches of new places. Hmm. And so, you know, I, I think Gen X uh, has acclimated very much so to much of, but not all of, uh, the arts district, for you know, per se. I think we love places like 
esters and Main Street provisions, maybe not as much some of the other spots that have like younger crowds. I mean, I, I'll walk into a wonderful place like Cerveza down there and I'll feel a little on the older side, you know, and, and it's <laughs> it's not that I'm not welcomed. It's just, you know, this isn't kind of the the, the, the Gen X folk. But I think a lot of Gen Xers really, uh, honestly, like to just go to San Diego or go <laughs> <laughs> away, especially during the summer, uh, because yes. we've we've done our share of summers. And so if we have the means to get out, we get out. For Gen Z, for those who can drink, I think Fremont Street, Arts District, those bars and that nightlife vibe caters well towards Gen Z. And then for pretty much all of us, especially those who grew up in Vegas, I think the outdoor malls like Town Square, now downtown Summerlin. Oh, the malls. Maybe fashion show. Just the ones (laughs) you can like go and walk around. There's multiple things to do. You can go get something to eat. You can go to the movies. You can go shopping at Hot Topic. Um, I, so I think, <laughs> I think the malls, the generations are, may change, but hot topic stays hot right where they are. Yep. <laughs> hot topic will never fail. What about you, Vogue? Where, where are the millennials at? Oh, we're definitely not at the mall. Malls make us sick. Uh, so we <laughs> definitely order everything on Amazon because, uh, that was always a dream to have things delivered to us. So where else do we go? I mean, I feel like some of us are at bars. Like I spend a pretty good amount of time at Rebar, but it's because I have friends that host open mics there. Uh, Cork and Thorn actually is a swanky little spot. It's just enough of a vibe. Like it feels like the closest thing to the type of lounge that I enjoy because it's playing like a little bit of R&B, a little bit of hip hop, some 90s jams all throughout. So by the end of the night, you know, if I'm sipping something like, oh, oh, that's my jam or like they'll play some song. I'll be like, oh, I remember this song. Remember this time frame. So I'd say that Cork and Thorn is like my favorite spot for like the full vibe. Uh, And when I first moved out here, and so I would have been like, yeah, 25, 26. I liked Velveteen Rabbit. I'm a lounge lady. I'm a lounge gal. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna just go with the fact that Arts District and to a lesser extent, Fremont, Fremont East, uh, have that kind of melting pot of generational appeal. I will say one bar that is probably exclusively Gen Z is Oddfellows because millennials and older generations do not want to go crowded. They reverse, they reverse well, card there. We're your bartenders. <laughs> I have a friend who definitely was a bartender at Oddfellows forever. <laughs> so we're in there. Yeah. We're just your bartenders. Can I see your ID? <laughs> yeah, you're too old. Go away. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's wrap this up with some advice. So Layla... Give us millennials and Gen Xers some advice from your your young human perspective. My advice for older generations, and I think I can't take full credit for Gen Z coming up with this because I think we learned a lot about protecting the environment from millennials and being socially conscious from millennials. I think we took it a step farther and we're very socially conscious and we're very environmentally focused. And I think in a city like Las Vegas, where we're quite literally running out of water, it, it's more important than the capitalistic mindset that older generations have been so like hammered in their minds mm-hmm. that they have to get the good job, get the degree, 
pay off their debt or just keep collecting debt. I think the older generations who are still in power right now need to Mm. be more socially focused and think about the environment more. Mm. I'd be voting. Not to say that Generation X didn't protest or, you know, come and rally. I mean, we were against nuclear waste disposal and whenever there was natural disasters, we would all rally. I mean, we weren't like ignorant to it all. Come on. But I hear what you're saying. We also had overflowing Lake Mead and, you know, it was a different time. Exactly. Mm. We're in we're talking from a scarcity mindset now. Mm. And I think, too, there's something about your from my perspective, I feel like the age you're at also determines how much time and energy you have to give to a certain amount of activism. Mm. You got less to lose, player. (laughs) You got less to lose, Layla. You could be out here. And I love that Gen Zers will be in the streets immediately. We'll give a protest. We'll check somebody in a meeting. Um, We'll show up in the ripped jeans and be like, hello, yes. um, Yes, I'm young and I'm about to get this done. Uh, (laughs) In the same way that my generation grew up with pretty much usually having a computer in home, like we're some of the first, like the earlier ones to have the the in-home computer. Y'all don't, most of your generation doesn't have a memory like pre-internet. So so it's like your thought process is so different. It's faster um, and it's interesting. So I feel like for me, my, if I was doing advice for your generation, it is to like maintain that fighting spirit. Like you've got the time, you've got the energy and you got less to lose in some ways, depending on your family situation, stay turned up. Um, and I think that it's it's inspiring to see um, the places and the ways that the younger generation is not giving up, that is holding people accountable and calling stuff out. Uh, please continue. David, do you have any advice for millennials and Gen Z? Yeah, my advice is don't give up on the printed word and the places where you find the printed word. I come mm. from a time before internet, before handheld screens were ubiquitous. What? Um, before people could just react at a headline that they saw or a tweet of a limited number of characters. Source material, read it all, get the context, look for the histories. Go to those places like Writer's Block and Avant Pop Books and... Analog Dope and Alternate Reality Comics, all these places. You go, walk around, look, touch, read. That's my advice. Absolutely. And all the libraries. And all the libraries. Well, David and Layla, thank y'all so much for this spirited conversation. (laughs) I look forward to continuing this because I feel like we got more things to talk about. Thanks, Vogue. Thanks, Vogue. Before you go, a little news. Back in March, the state was $80 million deep into a project to replace the outdated computer systems in the human resources and finance departments. It was only supposed to cost $50 million. So Governor Lombardo terminated the pricey project, and Nevada will spend $160 million to start all over. Meanwhile, the war on free parking continues as the Venetian and Palazzo joined the Strat and Resorts world in evil paid parking practices. Parking remains free at the Wynn, Encore, TI, and a few others. Good luck parking, y'all. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, share it with your favorite Gen Zer. And don't forget to subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. 
Take care. At least I'm not a boomer. That's all I could say. I don't know, David. Yeah, I'm you also glad you're energy. not a boomer, David. Scott is a boomer. Scott's Scott a great a boomer. boomer, though. He's the like favorite. I'm a unicorn Gen Z. Scott is a unicorn. How boomer. is Scott not in on this conversation to talk about Boomer Vegas? He's got. We've shit had to enough write. boomer representation in the world. Oh, <laughs> there's the Gen Z energy that I fucking love. <laughs> Ugh.